Hey, welcome to the Artifice of Sound. This is Sam Doctor, your host. I'm here with my co-host. Got Mike Musco over here. Yeah, and we've got special guests tonight. Emil Kemp. Emil Kemp and Dylan Essig. Dylan Essig from uh, the Music Beatdown, part of the podcast. Uh, today we're going to be talking about a group called the Retarded Muppet Farm. Uh, I think that it's... I, I just have the one album, but I think that it is really a, a pretty fine piece of art. It's one of the uh, probably most underappreciated uh, musical experiences I've ever had listening to Thriller 2. Yeah, I mean, you've got, you've got all the glory of really quality 80s synth pop there. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, you know, when the vocals kind of get into this thing with uh, minor fifths and minor thirds, and, ah, ah, oh, yeah. and uh, it it just creates this whole experience where emotionally you are sort of transcending your own body and going to a place where you just exist in a perpetual state of bliss. Oh, definitely. Uh, the emotional experience that I had listening to it, they try to have, like, each song they try to have like one intense emotional experience after another like you know watching your son die to like well, you know uh <coughs> you know finding your true love when you're like 16 and you think it's true love it's just every song is just but then you turn it turns out that it's not really true love and mm-hmm. uh Sheila was a cold-hearted skank and uh the baby looked just like Dennis right yeah, sometimes it turns out that way. Yeah. Part of the magic of it, I think, is the journey of, the, you know, discovering that. They really map out, you know, starting with the, the track People in Love. They yeah, really do you guys want to just jump right into it? I'll put Let's play that track. Sam. Yeah, okay. Uh, I think that'd be great. This is People in Love. This is the first time I've ever heard this. people in love it just hits me it hits me like uh, when I watched my son being born for the first time like just the overflow of emotions like anywhere from just like, intense joy Franklin your son yeah my son Franklin yeah no I, I totally get that I think that uh, you get just a really nice mix of joyfulness but also inner sorrow you know oh, yeah. and contemplation oh yeah a little uh little dash of mournfulness i think like you know when you you know you're experiencing something so great that there's the little negative nancy in the background saying you know this is the last time you've ever experienced this yeah i I feel that in their uh, vocal i like this right here like this part touching you there 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 that's touching me right here oh yeah he's pointing to his penis No, it's pointing in my heart. <laughs> right in my heart. Yes, that's where we all feel it, I think. Yeah. yeah. Cows have four, four hearts. <laughs> you know, guys, I'd, re- I'd really like to play this for a cow. <laughs> Being serious, I'd really like to play this for a cow and see how he would react. Would he be uh, four times as emotionally touched? I think it would be lessened because each heart has its own specific emotional course. Oh, you think so? So he'd be able to shut off to a certain degree. <laughs> yeah, I think that also, uh, and I think you guys will agree with me, the, the guy with the deeper voice, 
I mean, like, yeah. that's not exactly... I, if you put him in, in, like, a particularly musical cow next to each other, <laughs> yeah. I don't think that there's there's much distinction there between the two of them. So maybe this is this is really music in the language of cows. See, well, a lot of times cows will have a little uh, bell on their uh, necklace. Yeah. And so, you know, musical cow, that's how I've heard of. Oh, so it's not that far of a stretch. No, I don't think so. Well, anyway, uh, I think we've heard enough of this song. Uh, but... Just to get a little bit of background on on the artist, I think it's utterly possible that <laughs> a cow could be musical. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but to get a little bit of background on the artists, uh, I know that these guys are these guys are from uh, a place called Sioux Falls, Arizona, and that they're pretty big down there. Oh, I can uh, see why. Yeah, and. Um, the first time that I actually got to listen to this, I was, I was doing a, a little bit of a, a music review blog, uh, and they had submitted their music to me, and I was just like, I was kind of blown away immediately oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when that first little punch hits you. It's uh, it's really something special, and it's not even, uh, that's not even my favorite song on the album. I mean, hey, you get into some uh, less interesting territory towards the end, but... If you're if you're really gonna talk about this band and this particular album, Thriller Two, uh, you need to listen to uh, "Take Me Higher Than Heaven." Oh, definitely. Yeah. Did you guys want to listen to that one real quick? Sure. This is one of my favorites. Yeah, I love this song. Some nice atmospheric synthesizer coming into it, and then boom. I think Euphoria is the only word that comes to mind when I hear this. It's like Madonna, but a little bit better. Actually, it does kind of sound like Madonna. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Just wait until the vocals come in. Does it it sound like Madonna? No, no, but it's really something special. just know that every day of this person's life is just an emotional just battlefield, you know? Just from the way he sings. Yeah, and the way he says, I want to be like a storm inside of me. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. It's reminding me of Hathaway a little bit. What's what, Hathaway? What is love? Oh, uh, yeah. Night at the Roxbury. It actually does kind of sound like that. Yeah. Props on knowing the artist yeah. who uh, sang What is Love. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. VH1's countdown of the worst um, <laughs> hit singles. I'm, well, not, joking. I'm not joking. He really, really? had a, he yeah. really had a way with uh, hitting the charts, though. He weaseled, he weaseled his way in there with a couple of hits. I gotta say, uh, Mike, this Henry's Hard Soda uh, is really something special. And I noticed here that on the label it says contains alcohol. Oh, yeah, it lets you know that it contains alcohol. That's nice. You know, I wouldn't want one of my kids, uh, one of my toddlers, to uh, reach into the refrigerator and, not that they can read, but if they could, they would see it says, contains alcohol, and they would say, oh, that's not for me. Yeah, my son can't read either. I thought your son was 21. Yeah, he can't read. <laughs> uh, that's terrible. <laughs> what are you doing? 
Are you one of those post-structuralists that has a, a very complicated view of language? Yeah, I don't think that he should uh, limit himself to one language, so we teach him that he should learn one language. It's a pure, he has a pure experience of the world. Yeah, that way he learns it more organically. Yeah. But you just said he's not, he's not learning it. Though. Oh, he's not allowed to learn it. <laughs> <laughs> he lives in my house, he's not going to learn to read. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I, I figure if, if he can't learn to read, I suppose he he will never, uh, you know, be able to... <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that? <laughs> there are ones... They're really doing what is, is modern classics is what comes to mind. These are institutions in themselves, in of themselves. Yeah. Songs. Yeah. yeah uh, I can see that, for sure. Uh, is there anything else that you really want to touch on on the album? Oh, I really loved uh, Toy Wooden Soldiers. Oh yeah. I've, I've really little Wooden Soldiers. Little Wooden Soldiers. That's it. Yeah. Okay. We'll put <coughs> that one on. <laughs> Sounds like a Madonna song. <laughs> Do you say cow? No, no, he uh, said <laughs> Oh, I just, uh, it sounded like cow. This really reminds me of when I watched my son being born <laughs> the first time. This legitimately sounds like the talking heads. <laughs> Yeah, what are the, the talking heads sound like this? This could be a talking yeah. head song. Yeah. <laughs> so they're on par. They are on par with David Byrne. Maybe this is David Byrne's side project. Because I just made up all that stuff about them being from Sioux Falls. I don't know anything about these guys. I think they're from California. Really? How do you know that? I was looking on their band camp in preparation. Oh, nice. Do you know their names? The two guys? Yeah. No. Uh, I think you... it's Steve and Barry. Hang on, we should probably look this up actually because uh, I actually have been wondering which one is which for a long time. Oh, Muppet's yeah. spelled wrong. Yeah, Muppet is spelled with an I-T. I was up to you. Well, you could say wrong or they just spelled it differently. And they've made a lot of music. Yeah, there, there are like, there's a Christmas album on here. And to be honest, I haven't checked any of this stuff out. Uh, I pretty much stop with this track every time I turn the album on. It gets into, you know, some kind of weird territory towards the end. Uh, there are maybe a couple questionable moments <laughs> on the few of the rap songs. Yeah, some like R&B here. Span a lot of different genres, actually. I think Tough Guys. Is this one of the hip-hop songs? Mm-hmm. I like to say it does, but it doesn't. <laughs> so, I, I think that in all seriousness, 
we should probably talk about uh, what, the, what the hell is this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> is this a comedy band? Probably, yeah. Yeah, right? I'd say it's a comedy, but I think... It could be. You know, I don't know why exactly you chose to, to review this. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what your angle is. <laughs> I think the comedy can distract from the fact that some of these songs are pretty pleasant to listen to. Yeah? Really? You feel that way? Yeah. See, because whenever I first listened to this, I, I have to be honest with you, I thought that what they had done is go and steal a bunch of mini tracks and, um, you know, record goofy vocals over them. But the more I listen to it, I'm pretty sure that these guys are actually have actually intelligently designed, <laughs> if you will, this entire, you know, this entire thing. I think they, they play the synths and everything. I mean, it's a remarkable commitment to one joke. Kind of, but I don't know. I, did you listen to any of the other albums, Emil? No. No. Yeah, that's why I chose them though, just because they were the funniest thing I could find. So it, we should probably go around and give the final ratings, right? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, Dylan, why don't you start? You've never heard them before. <laughs> just based on this, uh, let's let's split the ratings up into four categories. Okay. Uh, I want you to go with. Uh, sort of market appeal would be the first category. Okay. Okay. The second one would it just give them one to ten overall. Um as a joke or it as not a joke? Uh, I guess that's up to you. Well it's a shitty joke, so regardless yeah. it's gonna be like a solid zero to one. <laughs> yeah. A okay. light one. Emil, I feel like you had some more uh more more of a connection with the 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 artists maybe or Oh yeah, I'll go with a four. Okay, yeah, it, just a, as a joke or as a band or as an art project. Yeah, I'd say all of those things. Um, I don't know. I'll say the songs were stuck in my head for half a day. Yeah, that's, no, that's worth a four. I I, I, I sing "Take Me Up Higher Than Heaven" every day when I'm walking up the stairs <laughs> to get into really? the train at work. Yeah, I mean, staying power. I'll tell you what. I I listened to these guys back in 2011. When I was doing a, a music review blog about crappy music, and uh, this stuck with me for a long time, uh, I still go back and listen to it because it's definitely worth a laugh. Uh, Mike, what do you think? They're kind of like Ween, I think, with the goofiness, but still have like good musical ability. Oh, sure, yeah. So five, maybe. Okay, I, I'm gonna go with Dylan. I'm gonna say four. Um, I said zero. Oh, <laughs> never mind. I'm gonna go the meal. I'm gonna say four. Uh, but yeah, for a first entry on uh, the artifice of sound, I think that uh, they presented us with a uh, something interesting to talk about, even if we're gonna make fun of it a little bit. But uh, yeah. well, I'm sure they. Next week, what are we doing, Mike? Uh, we're gonna do uh, Jaja Boys. Yeah, Jaja Boys. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Have you guys heard of these guys? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm actually going to try and get in contact with one of the guys and see if we can get him to do a Skype interview. I got in contact with them before. You're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, make this happen because we're going to do the same kind of That's, bit. That, they're right? uh, not very nice people, let's just say That's that. okay. <laughs> All we have to do is play to their ego a little bit. And oh, they have a pretty high Wait, what did they say to you? I just... I pre- I was just curious to see how much they would charge if I was going to put on a show, like in Butler or Pittsburgh, and uh, they said they won't disclose any information with me until I issue them, like, a uh, contract. And, oh, like, my. 
Wait, are these big time guys? They think they are. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's it for the Artifice of Sound. Uh, I'm Sam Doctor, co-host Mike Musco, and we'll see you guys. We'll we'll see you guys later. Yes, right. definitely. Take care. Hopefully, that wasn't with my son.